0: You're tuned in to the Kojo Namdi Show for one final time on WAMU 88.5. Welcome. In 1998, two graduate students founded a company called Google. My leadership Washington classmate in 1998, Anthony Williams, won the D.C. mayoral election. And WAMU invited yours truly to host the Daily Talk Show. Back then, it was called Public Interest, later renamed the Kojo Namdi Show. Twenty-three years later, we've come to the last Kojo Namdi Show. I'll still host the Politics Hour with uh, Kojo Namdi each Friday. But this is the last broadcast of the Daily Show. For me... It's been an incredible two plus decades today with some special guests we're going to take this final hour to remember some of our favorite moments in the show's history this is no April Fool's Day joke today is my last broadcast on the Kojo Namdi show I'd like to welcome my first guest the one and only Diane Reem Diane Reem is now the host of the on my Mind podcast and for 37 years, Hosted the Diane Rehm Show here on WAMU. Diane, welcome. So good to have you on.
1: Oh, Coach, it's my pleasure. But I have to say it's a mixed pleasure because while I'm so happy you came to WAMU more than 20 years ago, And even though you are going to continue with the Friday, the politics hour with Kojo Namdi, I am sad to see the end of the Kojo Namdi show. I want to know how you're feeling today.
0: I have mixed feelings today, Diane. On the one hand, I am going to be only working on a part time basis and therefore, opening up my life and my schedule for other things that I have been wanting to do and postponing for a long time. On the other hand, I have grown to love doing this show. I have grown to love my producers, and I've grown to love my listeners, and I've grown to love the engineers. And so I'll be missing that. So it is, with mixed feelings that I am approaching today's day, it is bittersweet for me.
1: And... How is your wife going to feel about your leaving the daily program?
0: She is ecstatic about my leaving the daily program <laughs> because she thought I should have been retiring years ago, and so it is finally happening, and she is ecstatic about that. The fact, though, is that I'll continue to do the Politics Hour with Kojo Nandi, and at some point, that may move back into the station after the pandemic is over. And so, like you, I will still have a space in the station. And after I have been home so much for the past year, I think she's going to be glad to have me go out every once in a while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kojo, you know, people have been listening to you for years and years. They may not know your very interesting personal history. You're an immigrant to this country and a naturalized citizen. Tell us where you're from and why you came here.
0: I am from Guyana. It's the only English-speaking country in South America. It's bordered by Brazil, Venezuela, and French Guiana. And I decided to leave Guyana in the mid-1960s, to first attend McGill University in Montreal, Canada. And that was a heady period of the civil rights movement known as the Black Power Era. And a lot of black students were moved by the whole notion of black power. I became one of those students. And as a result of that, became deeply interested in the civil rights movement, Moved to New York for a while to pursue my interest in the civil rights movement. Even briefly, joined a Black Panther Party chapter in New York. And, <laughs> then, and then felt that I could get more accomplished if I came to Washington. I had many friends in Washington who were attending Howard University. And I, when I came here, I found mentors who had been activists in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee or SNCC. And those activists had formed an organization that I became a part of called the Center for Black Education. That led me to their management at what was then known as Drum and Spear Bookstore. And wow. it was during that period of time that I got to experiment, if you will, with radio. And long story short, was hired as a news editor at Howard University Radio in
1: 1973. And eventually became the host of an evening program at Howard University, a television program, which is actually how you and I first met.
0: Exactly right. I was a regular listener to your radio program, and so we decided that we wanted to do occasionally, I think maybe monthly, an episode of the show called Evening Exchange in which we tried to essentially put our ears to the ground of what was going on around the world in this region. And who better to do that than a radio talk show host who was doing this <laughs> every day? And so it was a no-brainer to invite you on the show Um And then, the next thing I know, um, you had invited me on your show.
2: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Now, lots of folks may not know that your parents did not name you Kojo. What was your name?
0: My parents got a little extravagant with the names. They named me (laughs) Rex Orville Montague. And my last name was Paul, so I'm Rex Orville. Orville Montague Paul. Um, when I was growing up, the kids in elementary school, unaware as my father was aware that Rex meant king in Latin, the only reference my classmates in elementary school had and in kindergarten had for Rex was that it was a dog's name. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> they were like, Why would your parents give you a dog's name? <laughs> no. We didn't know Latin, so we didn't know that. And then I think they named me Montague because they were fascinated with Romeo and Juliet, the Montagues versus the Capulets. And so they liked the name Montague. They got a little carried away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And who chose Kojo?
0: I chose Kojo because during the period when I was learning more about black history and black consciousness, I wanted to have a name that associated me with the history of black people coming from Africa. And Kojo means born on Monday in a Ghanaian language. And I happened to be born on Monday, and that's how I chose Kojo.
1: Well, I have to tell you, Kojo is the perfect name for you, and I'm so glad you chose it. It's one we all love and know there is only one Kojo. And I am so, so happy you came to WM. Well, you
0: should be happy because you were instrumental in my coming to WM. I suppose. I do have to thank you for that. But what convinced you, before I had even convinced myself, because I was hes- hesitant,
1: what convinced you that this was the role for me? I believe that your voice and your listening ability, which is just one of your great talents, had to be presented to a national audience And I just knew you were the person for the job. And at first, dear Kojo, you said, no, 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 no. (laughs) And I kept saying, but yes, yes, yes. And so we went back and forth for a while. And you finally did come to WAMU and present your listeners with a program not only for this community, but for the world. I am a native Washingtonian. I have been here all my life, but I have learned so much from you. And for that, I want to thank you. I've even had to ask you for whom to vote. (laughs)
0: <laughs> on occasions, that you really have, because you knew that on the Politics Hour, we do all of the local politics. And so Diane always wanted to be informed, and she felt if she asked me, then she'd actually know who to vote for. Exactly. But I may need some more advice from you, but I'll put it first in the hands of Daniel in Northeast D.C. Daniel, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Thank
3: you, Kojo. Um, there are two show suggestions I have for the Politics Hour, and um, they're important D.C. African-American cultural sites. Um, one is the Howard University Divinity School, uh, which is a beautiful historic site with an amazing Art Deco building at 14th and Shepherd Northeast, and the other is the McMillan Park that we're trying to save from massive development And we're at North Capitol with those weird silos and we'd love Diane Reams and the producers at WAMU to help the public save McMillan Park, Kojo and you
0: won't won't be able to to do that on the Kojo Namdi show anymore. (laughs) You won't be able to call in pretending to ask about one thing and then ask about something else, which you have been doing for years, but thank you anyway for listening. Diane, we only have about a minute left, but you semi-retired a few years ago, ending the, the Diane Ream show after 37 years. I'll be transitioning from a daily show to hosting the Politics Hour on Fridays. Do you have any advice for me at this juncture? You seem busier than ever.
1: Well, that's what I was about to say to you. The thing you have to learn to do is to say no. You have to make sure you pick and choose carefully because I know my friend Kojo Namdi is going to be inundated with requests to do this, to do that, to come here, speak there. I know that for a fact. And I wish you all success, dear friend. I love you very, very much. I
0: love you, too. And it started happening already, the request. Diane Rehm is the host of the On My Mind podcast. Diane, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Kojo.
0: Then as we go to break, listen to two of my favorites from this region, late musical icons together, Eva Cassidy and Chuck Brown. I'm culture now oh I need your love so bad.
2: This month at WAMU, we're lifting our voices to shine a light on Black changemakers throughout American history. Some you know, and some you don't, but they all change the world. Go to wamu.org/lifteveryvoice to learn the stories of these incredible African American changemakers and to hear special interviews spotlighting those who have impacted the arts, sciences, sports, and activism. Go to wamu.org slash lifteveryvoice.
0: Welcome back on this final broadcast of the Kojo Namdi show, or the Kojo Show as we call it. It's my understanding that we now have a mystery guest. Mystery guest, identify yourself, please.
3: Hi there. Uh, Kojo, it's Scott from Foggy Bottom calling.
0: <laughs> Scott Simon. Uh, lo-
3: long time fan, first time caller.
0: And, oh, I, I know that Kojo, voice. Place.
3: <laughs> my question is, I have done, you know, everything but prostate myself humbly <laughs> to get on the Friday News Roundup. And you, you stop total strangers in Union Station and say, would you like to be on the Friday News Roundup?
0: Well, I have Sorry. been. Spe-
3: I have to get that off my chest. I have been. How can you? How can you do this to us? How can you leave us when we need you more than ever?
0: Because our listeners to this station still have Weekend Edition Saturday, which you oh, host, so God they'll so they'll be able to get some relief from that.
3: Ah, God bless you. Look, I want to. I want to say something just while I have the chance. You are. You are an inspiration nobody and i mean nobody is better with callers than you your courtesy your civility your understanding your insistent with guests but your respect for callers perhaps not me right now but in any event your your respect for callers um and the way you have taken us as your listeners brought us into the community brought us into your hearts and minds and uh, and, and expanded our understanding uh, of, of of where we live and who is part of our community, and how we relate together, I, I I mean, you and I have kidded about this, but I I really think that I really think that you're you're a national monument in and of yourself, and you have you have increased the understanding and humanity uh, of of this community uh, when yes, it's needed at most, and I think. I think this is a better city because of the way you have elevated us.
0: Thank you. Scott, Simon, thank you very much. Our listeners should know that Scott and I first met when we were both cast in a production together at Studio Theater, and I discovered that Scott was a veteran of Second City TV. So in a future life, Scott, it is my hope that once again we'll be able to get together on the stage someday.
3: I was going to suggest that, you know. I mean I mean we should we should I I think we could go on the road together, even if you know, even if the road is only Rhode Island Avenue, but in any event the you know, over uh, Exactly right. a theater or sixth street or something, right? But I mean, you know yes. Yeah, who would want my and my God, do you remember? We were profane, weren't we? Oh fun. gosh,
0: yes. Oh yes. And we'll be able in future years to wheel ourselves over there and get
3: <laughs> our stage
0: and perform anyway. Scott, thank you so much for calling.
3: Well, God bless. Thanks for answering. Okay. And, and look, you and I remain friends. So when I say stay thank in you. touch, I, I mean, will. stay in touch. And I know you will stay in touch with your listeners and will still be, uh, and will still be on the air, but, um, uh, hey, you know, I don't view it as a loss so much as an opportunity to mark, mark what you've given this community. Thank you so much. On, on look, Kojo, on behalf of my children. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much. Scott Simon is the host of Weekend Saturday uh, and, on NPR. Um, here is Jacob in Arlington, Virginia. Jacob, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
4: Hi, Kojo. Um, I just wanted to call in and thank you. I started listening to you about 13 years ago when I first moved to the uh, D.C. area. and I think you're, you, you really got me hooked on WAMU, um, and it's going to be a great loss. You know, you've really become part of my daily routine, and um, listening to you, I've had the fortune of uh, being on the air a few times, and um, it's just—it's just always a wonderful show. And you know, it's—it's going to be a uh, a big big choose to fill for uh, for that hour.
0: Jacob, thank you very much for your call, and thank you for listening. Maggie emails, I grew up listening to your show. When I moved to Seattle after college, my mom asked me how I was doing my reply. I'm missing the Kojo Namdi show. Thank you for all your work. You have been a steady presence in the lives of many. Thank you for bringing important voices and perspectives onto the air. So glad you'll be on each Friday for the Politics Hour. And speaking of important voices and perspectives, Joining us now is Maurice Jackson. Maurice is a professor of history and African-American studies at Georgetown University. Maurice, welcome. Brother man, I'm going to miss you. (coughs) Maurice, you and I go way back. I first met Maurice Jackson when I was working at Drum and Spear Bookstore, and some of the people who mentored me had the good sense to hire Maurice Jackson, to also work at Drummond Spear Bookstore. Maurice, then we were both young. You were a little younger than I was, but um, how are you doing?
5: I'm okay, man. I get up every morning and I'm trying to finish a book, but I stop every day at lunch and uh, listen to the Kojo Namdi show. And then I go back to work.
0: Maurice, what does this show mean to you?
5: You know, Kojo, uh, 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 you have been uh, just uh, uh, a ray of light and a hard truth, and sometimes they don't go together. <laughs> y- you've, uh, you've always told the truth, but it's, it's, it's like um, uh, uh, Tony Martin said about a king. You made us look beyond ourselves, and that's what you do. You make us think. You make the local global and the global local, and many people don't do that. They tend to think that, that if you live in Washington – or you live, or if you're poor, you're somehow different. But you made all of us feel that we are worthy. And uh, and that's not something that many people do. So thank you. And I have a, a not much advice, but I'm going to tell you this. Work, start working on those memoirs. And then, as you know, C.L.R. James has a great book on cricket, and so does Michael Manley. And I'm waiting for the Kojo Namde book on cricket because I know that's the one thing that uh, you do to get out of your wife's hair. You go to cricket matches.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Maurice Jackson, thank you so much. Maurice Jackson is a professor of history and African-American studies at Georgetown University. There have been some memorable moments in my 23 years on air. We've been listening back and we've collected a few of our favorites. Give a listen. Uh, 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 uh. From WAMU at American University in Washington, this is Public Interest. I'm Kojo Namdi. How about the mm. new smartphones? Smartphones. They're
4: uh-huh. <laughs> starting to advertise them a lot here now. All the time. They're not only smartphones,
3: they can take pictures, they can make coffee, <laughs> okay. they can paint, they can uh, light cars, they can do everything. These phones are everything.
4: I was everything. on the metro last night and the phone was going beep, boop, boop, boop. The guy was playing a game. And you could do all kinds of things with these the phones. they the funny well, to but, take
0: but, our trash. I'm not interested in it. Adults, you're welcome to listen. But on Kojo for Kids, it's Kid Callers Only. Here now is six-year-old Emily in Maryland. Emily, it's your turn. You're on the air. Go ahead, Emily.
3: Um, I want to know what inspired you to play basketball.
0: Here is Keith in White Plains, Maryland. Keith, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Elizabeth, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Here now is Lena in Rockville, Maryland. Lena, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
4: Hey, Kojo, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Kojo,
3: thanks so much for uh, putting me on, sir. Long-time listener, first-time caller.
4: Hi, Kojo, long-time listener and uh, member of WAMU, first-time caller in, uh, not a long-time listener, but...
2: Kojo, you may you may recognize me. Oh, him, I recognize that I get, voice I
0: get, immediately.
2: <laughs> That's- I get to say, I'm a first-time caller, a long-time <laughs> producer. Wait a
0: second. Something is going on in the studio, and it is shaking here. That's why, ah, uh, I guess we're experiencing some kind of earthquake or movement here, but... Um, Deborah, you should know that South Africa is of particular... Let's just do this one time today so we don't have to do it anymore. Sing the song. Sing it? Yeah.
3: Butterfly in the sky, (laughs) I can go places high. Take a
5: look, it's in a book. On Reading
0: Rainbow. Was off-key, LeVar? <laughs> no.
5: You know what? Um, Randy would say, a little pitchy dog, but you know what?
0: I ain't mad at you.
2: Thank you very much. For your oh, God. Tell your leader, or your, excuse me, your listeners about, we did this with... Oh, they are, who they who are be- in fact,
0: my leaders. You're right, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well
2: said, well said.
0: Joining us to discuss what this last year has meant for America and his own upbringing in the Washington region, is ta Coates. Tana Hasi, thank you for joining us. Oh, such a pleasure to be here, co Ruby Bridges, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's indeed
0: an honor. Bill Nye, welcome. Greetings, greetings. So good to be on the show. Everybody be safe out there. Elena Deladon, welcome to the program.
3: Hey, Kojo. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: John Doolittle, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Joining us to discuss this is Elizabeth Acevedo. Good to see you again. Thank you for joining us.
6: Hey, Kojo. It's good to be here.
0: Chadwick Bozeman joins us in studio. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. Harry Belafonte joins us in studio. He's a singer, songwriter, actor, and social activist. Harry Belafonte, so good to have you here. At long last... For me. I'm a big fan of yours. I have been and a I've been fan. listening to you for a long time. I have a fan of yours for longer than you know. Lonnie Bunch, good to talk to you again. It's always great to be with you. How are you, my friend? Abby Wambach, welcome to the program.
6: Oh, uh, thank you so much for having
3: me, Kojo. Really, it's truly an honor. Um a big fan, and so is my wife, Glennon.
6: Well, Kojo, it's so great to be back, and I just want to thank you so much today for giving voice to about 8 million cicadas that are going to appear here in the DMV in just about two
0: months. Jason Reynolds, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us.
6: You got it. Always a pleasure Kojo.
0: Take care, man. Jose Andres, welcome and how are you doing, my friend? Well, uh, now
3: that I am with you, Koyo, I feel amazingly well because my friend, I miss you and every time I listen to your voice, it's kind of a voice that reminds me that I belong to Washington DC and I thank you I thank you for that
0: Just a little bit of what you have been hearing over the last 23 years here. We got an email from Raynell Cooper in San Francisco. I was an intern in 2013 and a part-time producer in 2015-2016, and working on the show was an absolutely memorable experience throughout. For me too, Raynell. I appreciated the opportunity to work on fascinating segments on everything from the Purple Line to raw milk. It's heartbreaking that Washingtonians will no longer get this opportunity to listen and speak on these important local issues. My favorite Kojo moments were his interviews with Tannehassie Coates. Those interviews were so personal and in depth, and truly one of a kind. Looks into one one of a kind. Looks into one of our generation's most important thinkers, because Raynell, in part, as you know, Tannehassie's father, Paul Coates, is a friend of mine. So I very often think of ta Tanahasi as a surrogate son of mine, and that's why I think our interviews go the way they do. But, Raynell, it was wonderful working with you, too. Here now is Sandra in Washington, D.C. Sandra, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
2: Kojo, I called to let you know that I am truly going to miss you. I uh, had been listening to you for many, many years, and I also was so... And, you know, you have twin sons, and so I'm
7: a twin also. I'm an identical twin. So when I found out you had twin sons,
2: I said, well, Kojo has to be special. And not only that, you just have so much patience, and you let your uh, callers talk, and you listen, and you have a good spirit about you. So I just want to just say goodbye to you, and I wish you well for Anything
0: that you decide to do, Kojo. Sandra, thank you very much for your call. And I'm glad you mentioned my twin sons. I have five sons in all. And a person who knows my sons, um, and uh, he'll tell you his relationship with one of them, is Ethelbert Miller. Ethelbert Miller joins us now. Ethelbert Miller is a poet, educator, and literary activist in Washington, D.C., E. Ethelbert Miller. Ethelbert, thank you so much for joining us.
7: Oh, Cold show man, thank you for, for inviting me. I, I feel like the last poet on, <laughs> on,
0: on, your, on your show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell our listeners how you and I first met?
7: Well, I, I might be at Drum and Spear Bookstore.
0: Yep. I yep, exactly yeah,
7: yeah I Ivy young was over there, Maurice we just had on the air. I mean, that was yep. a, that I must have been seventeen years old when i when I met you.
0: <laughs> yes, you'd just come to Howard University, and one of the first places you found was that bookstore. You have been, well, you're actually the godfather of one of my children. That's exactly right. Thank you. Right. <laughs> you my son Cameron's godfather. Right. You have been on this show many, many times in the past 23 years on topics ranging from poetry to baseball, and sometimes both at the same time. <laughs> I don't think there's anything you cannot discuss intelligently. You know, as a matter of fact, we had... Kevin Young on yesterday. He is now the new head of the, national, the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. And he was talking about the facts that, in, that poets, in a way, have to be historians. And when I, when I follow you on Facebook and read all of your writings, you do a lot of reading of history, don't you?
7: Oh sure and I think I might have gave gave Kevin Young his first reading outside of the Boston area. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah cuz you know because you know and I always thought that Kevin Young would probably be um Um, poet laureate of the United States you know uh, and in fact I think at an AWP conference I put my arm around Kevin Young and Natasha Trethewey and I said when are you going to be the next African American poet laureate and uh, (laughs) Natasha Trethewey became that but you know I have a lot of respect for for Kevin and and also that Dart Room collector that he was part of was just amazing in terms of genius
0: how has it been for you during the course of the past year during this pandemic? Because for people who don't know Ethelbert Miller, he roams the streets of Washington. You can look up in any part of this city and see him simply walking down the street, often with a book in hand. How's that worked for you this past year? <laughs> well,
7: it's cut me bad because you know, you know, walking, I don't take the, the I wouldn't take been on the metro. I really haven't been out, but I've I've used the, the pandemic uh, like with many other people you know, in terms of your, your inner search, you know, the inner journey. And also slowing down, um, you know, I've, I've entered my, you know, my seventh decade, you know, and so it's a time for me really to be productive, you know, to do the things I want to do. And so uh, I'm happy with where I'm at right now. You know, i got two books coming out this year. But but I want to mention this, uh, Coach Yo, to your listeners. Um, you are so important um, to me personally. And in terms of your love and appreciation for, for culture, and especially poetry, um, because if we look at, you know, poets trying to get into the mainstream, or just getting on air or just getting their books reviewed, you have that love. And, and, and um, that's something that, you know, as a person dealing with communication, I don't, you, know, you can't take that for granted, you know, that, that somebody will be on the show and they can read a poem. And, and the person who across likes it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and, and and so I just want to say that in terms of uh, I know many people that you've had on your show, uh, who are probably grateful that you gave them a wider audience.
0: You also host your own weekly radio show, and at, um, I'll mention the station, WPFWS, <laughs> yes. WPFW Radio in Washington, where the other one I call a young and Askia Muhammad, also works because both right. you and, both you and Askia are a mite younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, what do you think local radio offers that is unique?
7: I think you, you, can, you can see by the people who called in, you, you've you created the community, you know, and, and the community of, of, of intimacy. You know, um, you're a place in terms of which issues of race and sex, all those things can come together and, and people can sit around, you know, the microphone and and share that expertise with a wider audience. So it's almost like saying, okay, you, you're around the fire, you stroke it, you keep the rest of us warm, you know. Um yeah. And that's why I joke, because you, when they honored you at that uh, a couple of days ago, years ago um, at the Howard um, Theater, you gave away those Kojo mugs. You know, I mean, I, look, if everybody gets, I'm not giving my Kojo mugs to the Smithsonian Kojo. Um, I'm not giving them to the Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are going to be passed down to my grandkids.
3: You oh,
0: know, I really appreciate that. Here now is Joel in Washington D.C. Joel, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
6: Hey, Kojo, we go back to Evening Exchange at Howard University.
0: Uh, oh, this is Joel Harris.
6: Yes, sir, it is. It is. <laughs> one and only. Hey, man. <laughs> well, I just want to let everybody know that what you do is not by accident. You're one of the most well read and uh, person who does research on all of his guests. I mean, I think you deserve some time off because people don't know that the hours you put in before a show to be able to do a show. And because you know these people, even through the writings and the research you do, you can be comfortable with them on the air. It's a. I just hope that you can pass that on to younger journalists to understand the work that goes in to get the output on the other end. But Jill
0: Harris. All
6: those
4: years, that,
0: all Jill those years. Harris. And another friend and I tried to launch another project, and we had a couple of meetings at my house to do that never got off the ground. But, Joel, it is always a pleasure to hear from you. Joining us now is Dan Reed. Dan Reed is an urban planner and author of Just Up the Pike. Dan Reed, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Kojo. Dan, before I talk to you about uh, all of the stuff that you do, I think it's, um, especially about how long you've been listening to this show, there's something that you've probably been listening to longer than you've been listening to this show. This is the music that Dan Reed probably grew up listening to. Trouble Fuck. Yeah, Dan Reed. Is that what you grew up listening to? Absolutely. <laughs> Hard how, not to. And how long have you been listening to this show? Uh, at least fifteen years. I mean, as,
4: as oh. long as I've had control over the radio dial, which I did. I did not growing up. It was mostly it was mostly
0: sports radio. Yeah, because you said that growing up, public radio didn't always feel like it was for you. Why not?
4: Um you know i think a lot of the voices i heard on npr growing up were white and most of the spaces i, I would keep would npr in would be like going to the doctor's office or something right and mm-hmm. what uh drew me to your show from from the jump was being able to hear not only uh, a black voice on public radio but to hear a voice from guyana as my mother's family is also from that country and it's a small country and it's a small community here and you know your you and your show have helped me feel rooted not just in my family's heritage but also helped me feel more tied to this place where they chose to make their
0: home. You're an urban planner and you've written a blog focused on our region for the past 15 years. Why in your view is local journalism so vital? Well, I think it's important. Not just as a a means
4: of getting information out to the public, but as a part of telling stories, right? You know, we have or we want to have a a shared history and understanding and narrative of this place. And local news is such a big part of that, you know, telling us not just what has happened in our past, but helping to center us in this current moment and what we can share together uh, in being present here.
0: Here is Greg Carr in Silver Spring, Maryland. Greg Carr has been a guest on this show many times. He's the chairman of the Department of Afro-American Studies at Howard University. Greg Carr, welcome. Robert
6: Kojo, it's good to hear your voice, brother. Congratulations.
0: Thank you kindly, my brother.
6: Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. Listen, man, I just wanted to call in and lend my voice and I know that a lot more coming after me, so I'll keep this very uh, tight. I I was reading some Howard Thurman the other night and He was talking about the universality of principles, how all of us, all human beings have common wants and needs. And, brother, I just want to say to you and everyone listening that as a person who brings our common humanity over the airways every day and to do that, coming out of your unique experiences as a human being of African descent, you've been a model for me, man, as a teacher, as a convener of a classroom, and the more I learned, I came to DC. I came to Howard the year after you started the show here. And to realize listening to your comrades, listening to people in the community and then learning for myself, when I hear Kojo for kids, I'm here in CJ Wa Talk Talk.
0: <laughs> I'm hearing drama too,
6: <laughs> in W O L man. And when I mean every day the Daily Drum still comes on and insight follows mm-hmm. it leading into the quiet storm. Y'all invented all of that at W H U R and you were the news director, brother. I mean, so yeah. folks, please understand, you know, when this brother moved here to, 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 to join up with the Center for Black Education, I guess that was fifty two mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. you came to learn to teach. And you have been doing nothing less ever since. So I mean just just all respect and Asante Sana. Thank you so much, brother.
0: Well, thank you, Greg Carr, for being the great teacher that you are. And Ethelbert Miller, you should know that just about every time I see Greg Carr, I tell him how his face reminds me so much of Kwame Touré, former <laughs> known as Stokely Carr. <laughs> I never let him forget that. So, and it's something that he's actually pretty proud of. Greg Carr, thank you so much for joining us. Ethelbert, you have written two memoirs, and you teach classes in memoir writing. I'm planning to write my own story now that I'll have more time. Got any advice for me as I embark on this project?
7: i got two advices. One, don't write anything trying to get back at anyone. (laughs) Number one. Okay, there goes that motive. (laughs) Right. right. And then, um, you know, ask yourself, what can a person learn from my life, you know, and, and what have you been witness to?
0: Okay. What can someone learn from my life? But the thing that interests interest me in writing a memoir is precisely the second point you made. What have I been witness to? Because I consider myself an observer of life, and there's mm-hmm. observations that I've had since childhood that I would really like to share. So thank you for that advice. I know you've prepared yeah. a, Go ahead.
7: Mm-hmm. No, and, and also keep in mind, in, and maybe your, your radio show does this, um, it's also going to be storytelling. You're going to tell a story. And so the anecdotes, the humor, all those things have to come into your memoir or should come into your memoir.
0: Okay. I know you've prepared a poem to read. What is it called?
7: It's called Divine Love. Uh, And, you know, many poets have signature poems, you know, like Sterling Brown has Strong Man. And so because this is your last show, I I felt this was the most fitting poem. Divine Love. I wish I had loved you many years ago. I would have loved you like Ellington loved jazz and Bearden loved scissors. I would have loved you like Langston loved Harlem, and the blues loved Muddy Waters. I would have loved you like Douglas loved to read, and Garvey loved parades. I would have loved you like Zora loved stories, and Du Bois loved suits. I would have loved you like Lewis loved boxing, and Mahalia loved to sing. I would have loved you like Carver loved Peanuts, and Wheatley loved poems. I would have loved you like Jimmy loved Lorraine, and Ozzie loved Ruby. I would have loved you like Martin loved Jesus and Malcolm loved Allah.
0: E Love you Eth- madly, Kojo. Thank you, Ethelbert. E. Ethelbert Miller reading his poem of the day, so to speak. Here now is Sue Boucher in Fairfax, Virginia. Sue Boucher was an employee of WMU when I first joined the station. Sue Boucher, welcome. Thanks for calling.
2: Thanks, Kojo. I just wanted to say congratulations. I'm so excited for you, even though you'll still be there on Fridays.
0: Well, just know that after this pandemic is over, when you're having your next cookout, I'd love to be invited.
2: You certainly will be invited. And, you know, you said earlier that you had to grow to love your audience and listeners and the staff. And that's not true. You came in loving everybody at the station and treating us all with respect. And um, it was just a wonderful place to work. And I loved working with you.
0: Thank you very much, Sue. Here now is Joseph in Silver Spring, Maryland. Joseph, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
7: Hi, Coach Joe. This is Joseph Flowers. I, I interned Ooh. with the station for 2006 uh, until I left the station in 2011 and interned specifically with your show in the summer of 2007. Um, and I just mm-hmm. got to say, you know, I, I appreciate so much of who you are and what you've been and uh, I wish you all the best as you transition. Um, nice. And then also, I uh, just want to thank you for all the opportunities uh, for the, with Diane Vogel, Brendan Sweeney, and Tara Boyle. And I wish you all the best
0: all names that helped to make this show happen. Thank you very much for your work with the show, too, Joseph. As a matter of fact, speaking of student interns, Raymond Whedon tweets, thank you for making space for students to amplify their voice and those who support our young leaders to have a trusted partner. You treat each with respect and expertise. Thurgood Marshall Academy will miss you and look forward to hearing about your upcoming adventures. Yes, we actually did a broadcast from Thurgood Marshall Academy and enjoyed a great deal. Ethelbert. uh, you got any questions for me?
7: Well, I think one other person that worked for you was Terry Cross Davis, right?
0: Of course, the great poet. Yeah, she's down at the Folger. She's down at the Folger right now. As a matter of fact, we heard from Terry when the station had, uh, on I guess it was Tuesday, the station had a virtual farewell for me. Terry was one of the people who participated in that, Um, and if she's listening, Terry Cross Davis, thank you very much. Any questions for me, Dan Reed?
4: Yes. So my mother came here from Guyana in 1971 and every summer she talks about going back. She has yet to do so. You came <laughs> you went recently and I think she would like yep. to know, how is it? <laughs>
0: Well, the first thing she'll notice is that since she's been here since 1971, she will see virtually nobody she knows, because a lot of those people have also left the country. I have a few friends and relatives still in Guyana. I go back generally for high school reunions. Most of the participants in those high school reunions are people who also live outside of Guyana. But the thing that will welcome her to Guyana is that she will remember the great vegetation and the fruits and the vegetables and the fresh food that we got from the markets that is still very much there and that is what i pine for from time to time and that is what will welcome your mom back to guyana
4: i'm so glad to hear that
0: <laughs> uh any other questions for me
4: well yeah i mean so i've had the, the privilege of sitting in your chair as a guest host uh many times but i i'm curious you know as someone who's been on radio for for decades you know what is what makes this special for you what has kept you going all this time
0: I like radio because of two things in particular. One, as a host on radio, I actually do more listening than I do talking. And I think that listening is a skill. We are now so, all of us, involved in communicating on such a variety of media and in such a variety of ways that it is my view that we don't spend enough time listening. And the one thing you have to do in radio, whether you are a host or literally a listener, is listen. So that's what I enjoy. The second thing I enjoy about radio is its intimacy. Um, most people listen to radio When they are by themselves. And so the radio host is only really communicating with one listener at a time, even though a former colleague of mine used to talk about his vast listening audience. You're really talking to one person at a time, and as a result, you develop a relationship. With that individual, that can be intensely personal, and I think that you don't really get that from any other medium but radio. Now, I think you might be able to get it from podcasts because people also tend to listen to podcasts by themselves. But for me, that's what radio is all about. Ethelbert, you got any more questions for me?
7: No, Other than I, I'm going to miss you, man. You know, I'm, uh, you know. That's why I'm glad I got these mugs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Here now is Diane in Landover, Maryland. Diane, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
2: A so much well-deserved goodbye, Kojo. I remember a very young Kojo from Evening Exchange, and look how far you have come. <laughs> okay,
0: thank you very um, much. I,
2: I, uh, I just want to thank you so much for caring from your soul about the other souls you have enriched With your wonderful edification and information about the world and the globe, we love you dearly, and we miss you, and all the best.
0: Thank you very much. And as Greg Carr said before the evening exchange, there was WHUR Radio and the Daily Drum. Here now is Sandra in Washington, D.C. Sandra, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
2: Hi, Kojo. This is Sandy Jowers Barbara, and I hey. just wanted—Hey, how are you?
0: You—you you um, interviewed me.
2: <laughs> yes, and that's what I wanted to thank you for. It's one of my fondest and best interviews. You were so gracious, are so gracious, and I'm just very happy for you that you're taking this time to do what you want to do. And I heard uh, Ethelberg talk about the book. So now that I know you're doing a book, you'll have to come back. We'll do the interview again. Uh, And I'm uh, going to say publicly, we need to do your oral history if it hasn't already been done. So keep me in mind for doing that. I will follow up.
0: I have done an oral history with the history makers, and it's available online there. But. Sandra, I will look forward to seeing you again, and when things open up, I know I'll see you at the Hitching Post. Here is Diane in Landover, Maryland. Diane, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi, Diane. Are you there? Well, Diane seemed to have left us momentarily, so I will go to Kimberly in Washington, D.C. Kimberly, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
2: Hi, Kojo. Uh, My name is Kimberly Williams, and I came to Washington, D.C. to go to film school at American University in 2004. And I was an eager student back then, and I remember somebody saying that there was somebody named Kojo who was going to do this thing at the I Street Synagogue with a fundraiser. Would you be willing to go film it? And so I did. And I have you and somebody else on mini D V tape tucked away. <laughs> the footage was never used but I have no idea the quality when I think about how long ago that was. But you've been inspiring me for many years since then and I just you know, the the caller before the gentleman that said you are a national treasure, you are and you have elevated this city and helped to, you know, connect communities. So thank you very much for everything you've done so far and we look forward to what you're going to do moving forward.
0: Thank you very much, Kimberly. Josh emails, thank you for doing the most important thing ever for the statehood movement, telling the life stories of people who live in D.C. You help show your listeners and the world that we are real people who love each other, our fair city, state, and our country. I hope you return to the air to help us celebrate becoming the 51st state. Well, Josh Kurtz, you know that if and when that happens, I'll certainly be there to do that. Dan Reed, thank you so much for joining us.
4: As always, thank you for having me.
0: Dan Reed is an urban planner and author of Just Up the Pike. E. Ethelbert Miller is a poet, educator, and literary activist in D.C. Ethelbert, thank you for joining us.
7: Many blessings, Kojo.
0: This, our final episode of the Kojo Nandi Show, was produced by Julie Deppenbrock and Lauren Marco with assistance from the entire Kojo Show team. I thank them and all the producers and engineers who came before and helped to make this show a success. Over these past two decades, I've had the privilege of sharing thousands of conversations on these airwaves. None of it would have been possible without you, our listeners. You not only tuned in, you called, emailed, and tweeted your thoughts, insights, opinions, and questions. You are the ones who made the Kojo Namdi show not just a broadcast, but a community. And for that, I thank you. Now I'd like to share some words of wisdom from one of my favorite writers, Franz Fanon, the author of the book Black Skin, White Masks, and the book The Wretched of the Earth, words that have guided me over the years. He wrote, quoting here, It is the role of each generation, out of relative obscurity, to discover its mission and either fulfill or betray it. It is my profound hope that this show has fulfilled its mission Of keeping the residents of this region informed about events influencing the quality of life here, and as a result have been able to make intelligent decisions about their lives based at least in part on what they heard in this space. That said, here's my marching song. Get up,
6: stand up, stand up for your right.
0: Yeah, that song speaks for itself, Bob Marley. I hope you all will continue to join me on Fridays for the Politics Hour. Tom Sherwood and I will continue to raise the issues that matter to you with local officials. Tomorrow is no exception. We'll welcome DC Mayor Muriel Bowser. Until then, thank you for listening and stay safe. I'm Kojo Nandi.
7: Kojo Nombi show is produced by Julie Deppenbrock, Sidney Granit, Lauren Marco, Kurt Gardiner, Richard Cunningham, and Ines Renike. Our managing producer is Ingalisa lisa Our broadcast engineer is Rashad Young. Today's engineer was Mike Kidd. For past shows and more content, visit kojoshow.org.